Welcome to the Parent Coach Podcast, where family problems are simplified. I'm your host, Brant Noe. I'm a licensed clinical social worker that has specialized working with children and families throughout my career. The intent of this podcast is to help you simplify the challenges you're facing at home, build your self-awareness and insight, offer you advice, ideas, and teach you skills to develop healthy and effective relationships with your children so that you can have hope for their future and the confidence that you can deal with all the challenges that come with growing up. Well, welcome to the podcast. This first episode of trying to simplify family relationships is really talking about what is the value of the parent-child relationship. And it's so much more than just kind of teaching and, and making sure that kids grow up and be the people they're supposed to be and teaching them values. One of the things that I think is actually the most important part of the parent-child relationship is really the idea that as kids grow, they are going to, as we all do, as we even get older, we all face developmental challenges in what we do. Erickson, his developmental theory was pretty clear on this and, and what each stage of life was intended to teach us. And that teaching us is the challenge at which we're there to go through. And, and how we get through that challenge is, is really important to, to both how we succeed in the next challenge and, and our overall satisfaction in life. I think as Maslow would say, um, as we make our way up to self-actualization, it really is dependent upon how we get through each of those stages. As kids face the, the challenges of growing up, I think one of the most important parts about what a family relationship is or what the parent-child relationship is is that when your kids face those challenge challenges, do they have the ability to come to you and say, mom and dad, I'm struggling. Um, what I have found in my practice over the last 20 years is that that is probably one of the hardest things to do. And often when it does happen, the problem is, uh, is so big and overwhelming that parents then feel unequipped and don't know how to deal with it. So the best place to start is if we're, if, if we're going to build the best relationships, then let's start at a place of how do we build the type of relationships where when problems arise, your kids come to you and say, hey, mom and dad, I have a problem. Because society is a complex world and, and it's built on relationships. And the relationships our, our children have with us are going to be a map for how our children identify and engage all relationships. In Erickson's developmental model, the first um, real goal of the model is trust versus mistrust. And, and I've had plenty of discussions with people over the years where they're like, oh, well, we want our kids to build trusting relationships. And, and there's truth to that. Um, but the answer isn't to build trust and or to build mistrust. It's to build in their ability to identify and realize that people can be trusting and to also trust their intuition <laughs> that it's okay when people aren't trusting. Um, because that's, as you learn as an adult quite quickly, or even as a young kid, you can't trust everybody. And so starting off with that is such an important thing to learn. And so the question is, well, how do we teach those things? Um, and that's really what the intent of this podcast is about is to bring in an insight about this topic and to develop your self-awareness so that you're, you're paying attention to how the relationship with your child is actually being formulated beyond the parenting task of potty training or, or using words. I mean, those are all really important tasks. 
And those tasks, I think, are always going to be or simpler if the relationship is intact that will help your child succeed as they face those challenges. We just got done working with a, a seven-year-old boy who had, was having difficulty putting his poop in the potty. And so the clinician and I did some work with the child, and we worked on just his developmental skills because he was developmentally behind. Um, and so he, even at seven, he couldn't do his alphabet. So instead of jumping into the poop on the potty topic, we started to help him develop his language skills. So we worked on his alphabet. He was very excited. He did it in about a month and a half, maybe two months. And then before you know it, I think we're six months into treatment and he's already putting his poop in the potty and he's wanting to go farther. So now he's engaged in the developmental process and the family's engaged in the developmental process. So instead of giving him medications, we focused on the development and we focused on the relationship with him. And that's the thing that was the catalyst that helped him get better. And so that's when I'm working with clinicians, I'm, I'm a supervisor, so I often teach clinicians how to be good clinicians, is that's the thing that we work on is how to develop those types of relationships because the relationship is often the thing that, that helps children overcome challenges in their lives. And the other aspect of that is if, if this isn't a conscious effort, if we're, if we're not focusing on building the type of relationship where your kid can come to you with a problem, then he, what we know is that when kids face a problem, they either do one of two things. Either A, they shut it down and don't tell anybody anything, which is never good. Or they reach out to anybody to solve their problems. If they, if they keep all that inside, we, we know that leads to significant mental health problems down the road. Developmental challenges, not being able to overcome things. Uh, it, it can't be good if, you're, if your child is holding all of their angst and their struggles inside. However, it can be equally as bad as if your, if your child is going out into the world and seeking people, anyone, to help them with their challenge because that's a game of chance and you don't know who's going to be the kid, the person, kid, an adult, giving your child advice. And what that means is that you don't know if the person giving your child advice has good intention, has your child's best interest at heart isn't possibly going to take advantage of the child. Now, they might go to grandma and grandma might give some great advice and, and that's good. Extended family relationships, tight-knit social communities, these are all important to our growth as human beings because again, fundamentally, we're a relational being. However, wouldn't it be better if you could develop that type of relationship where when your kids struggled, that they came to you and they said, hey, mom and dad, I'm really struggling right now. I was working with this nice mom a while back and she was talking to me about a challenge her daughter was having. And, and so I asked her how often her kid comes to her. She says she comes to her quite often, pretty frequently. And then I asked her to define the, the severity of the problems at which she brings to her. And I like to scale things. So I asked her on a scale of one to 10, the severity of the problems. And she said, well, she often brings me sixes. And I'm like, and, and then I asked her, do you feel equipped? to deal with problems that are sixes. And she says, not really. That's when I get overwhelmed. That's when I get stuck. That's when I, I don't know what to do. And I'm, I'm not sure of my advice. And then we, we broke down the problem and, and we gave her a map to solve the problem. And I said, well, what do you think would happen if you, if, if your daughter brought to you this problem when it were a two or a three? And then I, we mapped out what a two or three would look like. And I said, do you think you would be able to help her solve that problem? And she said, 
Of course I would. That's easy. And I said, this is what we're talking about, is that we want to have our kids come to us to tell us when they're struggling or when they are facing a problem. Um, but we also want them to tell us when those problems are small enough that we can handle them. Because by the time a problem gets five or six, it, it often means that the reason we know it's a problem is because it's a big problem. And, and so it's impacting their functioning one way or another. So we're, we're more likely to ask them about it versus them coming to us and telling us. And again, if, if your child will tell you when you ask them, hey, what's going on? And they tell you, that's great. That's, that's great. But getting them to come to us voluntarily is, is always going to be the best way to lay that out. So once problems become five or six, and they're always dealing with five or sixes, what's happening is that problem is getting so big and they're struggling with how to solve the problem, which isn't always great because doing that over long extended periods of time or suffering for long extended periods of time, that's eventually what leads to longer term mental health issues of anxiety and depression. So the other thing that I want to help parents with over this podcast is to realize that the problem that their children are facing, that they see, especially when they bring them a five or six, are often not the problem. Let me give you an example from my own life. Uh, I got a nine-year-old daughter and she was on the playground and I was asking her about who she was playing with at school because I'm inquisitive and curious and I like to know. And so I was asking her about it one day and she's like, oh, I, I just can't find my friends. And I'm like, okay, well, it's a small playground. I don't know why you can't find them, but she is a friendly girl and she found other kids to play with. And it it popped up a couple more times that the, that she was sad that she wasn't playing with her old friends. Um, And I said, well, where are they? And she says, well, I don't know where they're at. I said, okay, well, finally, one day I, 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 just taking the time. This is the hard part about being a parent is that you don't always have time and I needed to make time for it. And so Uh, She said something odd one day and I sat down and I said, tell me more about that. And so what happened was, is that the two friends, her two close friends that she had, they liked to play on the bars. Now here's some backstory on my daughter. She's broken her collarbone twice, once on a swing set, once on a water slide. So she's got uh, reasonable anxiety uh, about doing different kinds of things. And so her two little friends that she liked to play with were on the bars and they're doing flips and they're doing swings and going upside down and all this other stuff. And, and so it came out when I was talking to her that she's afraid of getting hurt. Now I'm a therapist. I'm pretty good at this. And so I took some steps to try to help my daughter alleviate her pain and alleviate her anxiety to no avail because it was, it was a bigger problem than I could solve as her dad. And so uh, I have a lady who I enjoy we've used for both of my kids, myself and my wife that I go to when, when this happens, because it will happen and that's okay. And, and so she met with her a few times and they work through the anxiety. Now it took a little while. It wasn't like, boom, she's better. She has been slowly building her way up to be able to hang upside down to the bars. Uh, and it's been just such an impressive journey to watch because she's doing it all on her own. And that's really what you want to see. If she would have brought this problem to us earlier, then maybe it would have been something I could have helped with. Maybe not still. Anxiety, built-in anxiety like that is, is not an easy thing to overcome. And even this process 
is a journey. And so my wife and I help her when we can. We encourage her. Uh, she shows us when she's, when she's done something new on the bar and we cheer her on or we'll push her a little bit and, and it's been good and she's done some good work. But all of this started, all of the original problem was, Dad, I'm, having a pro- I'm, I'm not playing with my friends and you can tell it made her sad. Um, But it wasn't that the girls were being mean. I didn't need to go have a talk with their mom to sort it out. It was that the problem she was struggling with was her own anxiety. And so it's, it's often the advice I give both clinicians and both parents is that the problem that you're seeing in front of you is often not the problem that they're trying to solve. And so what we're trying to do is to build the type of relationship where they can be honest with us about the actual problem they're solving or trying to solve and then guide them along the way. So... I hope this makes sense. I'm excited for this journey that we're about to go on in this podcast. And my my tip for the day, because I want to give you guys useful skills every day about parenting. And not just parenting, really, but building the relationship with your child. Is ask your kid what went right today. And then once they can tell you about what went right today, ask your child about what's a challenge they're facing at school. Again, I'm gonna, you're going to hear me a lot of time use the word challenge because I like challenge better than problem because problems seem like they are barriers, un, uncumbersome, over, can't get through in barriers, whereas challenges are things ahead of you that you are supposed to get through. You're supposed to work through. You can do it. And that's a big thing that I often say is, what can you do to get through this challenge? So you'll hear me use the word challenge a lot. So the tip for the day is ask your kid what went right today. Sit and listen to what went right and encourage them and praise them for the success they had. It doesn't matter what it is. They need to feel like they have an ability to do something well. And then once you preface it with that, then let ask them what was a the challenge they're facing. And as they tell you the challenge they face, you might even be able to use the thing that went right or the strength they have to help them overcome that challenge. It doesn't always work out that way, which is fine. But again, if they can tell you a challenge when it's a two or a three versus a five or a six, then the odds are you know how to do it. You know how to help them. That's, I found most of the parents I've ever worked with know what to do in that moment. It's just when it gets big that they they go, I don't know what I'm doing. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. I hope you realize that even thinking how your relationship with your child could be better is an important step in the process. If you'd like more information on building a strong relationship with your child, go to theparentingcoach.com to learn more. Please subscribe to the podcast or visit Brant the Parenting Coach on Instagram and Facebook. Have a great day.